Hello, my friend. It's episode 364 of the Keto Diet Podcast. My name is Leanne Vogel. I blog over at healthfulpursuit.com. I'm also the best-selling author of the Keto Diet and the Keto Diet Cookbook, Keto for Women. Oh, I'm a busy gal. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you're hanging out with me today. We're going to talk about one of my most favorite topics and has been for about a year and a half. We're going to be talking about parasites. And before you're like, well, you already saw that the title of today's episode is Parasites, so probably you're here because you're like, ew, gross, maybe I have this. <laughs> and um, one of my teachers says, if you have a pulse, you have a parasite. So basically, most of us have these things. And so I wanted to just go through what they are, why they show up, who's at risk, and then um, how to know if you have them, testing and that sort of thing, and then protocols you can use to clear your body of these things and why. I've put together a uh, free download that you can use to kind of follow along with some of the items that I'm sharing today. If you just go to healthfulpursuit.com slash parasites. Okay, I'll include that link in the show notes today so that you um, can click there. But again, it's healthfulpursuit.com slash parasites. And it will just take you through some of the options, um, symptoms and things just like a really good guide on how to know if you have them and then what to do about them. So before we get into all the details, I just want to preface that generally at this point, if you feel like you have parasites, I would highly suggest chatting with a practitioner about helping you with this, specifically a knowledgeable practitioner. It doesn't need to be me, although I would love for it to be. I'll share a little bit of my story as we get into things about how I found out I had a parasite, all the mistakes that I made um, so that you don't make them too. And sometimes it can be really, really, really helpful to have somebody else alongside you. Um, just because as you start to go on some of these things, having somebody who's knowledgeable, understands this stuff is never a bad thing unless you're a total nerd and you love learning how to care for your body and you love research, then go ahead. You can totally figure this out all, your, all on your own. It just takes a little bit of time. So let's get to today's episode. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Okay, so let's first start off by talking a little bit about uh, the symptoms of parasites. And then I'll share with you my story um, and how I found out I had a parasite. So this list is long. Bear with me. And the more things that you say yes to, the more likely it is that you perhaps have a parasitic uh, infection. So restless sleep, you're tossing and turning or waking up often, uh, skin issues, rashes, itches, hives, ex eczema, acne, uh, frequent diarrhea or, or loose stools, alternative constipation to diarrhea to constipation again, or perhaps just persistent constipation. If you've been diagnosed with SIBO, that small intestinal bacteria overgrowth or feel bloated or gassy consistently bowel urgency, occasional accidents even, like you just cannot even hold it. 
abdominal pains, cramping or burning, anal itch. This was actually one of my symptoms and I thought it was because I was eating pumpkin seeds. Every time I would eat pumpkin seeds, I would get anal itch. TMI perhaps, but we're all friends here. Now, in retrospect, understanding that pumpkin seeds are a great way of killing off parasites and adding this to your diet. And every time I would eat pumpkin seeds, it would hurt because I was killing off some of the parasites, but not working hard enough at this. Anal fissures, small and painful tears or cracks. Oh, this stuff is so painful. A stomach or small intestinal ulcers or lesions. Grinding of teeth when you're asleep. Ooh, picking at your nose or boring nose with finger. Generally, this is like an excess amount of boogers or like scab-like boogers. Like you can just keep picking and it's like a scab and it just comes back. Uh, fingernail biting. That's a big one, especially in kids headaches, migraines, uh, irritability, like no apparent reason. You're just like, bah, <laughs> mood disorders, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, even uh, hyperactive tendencies or nervousness, anxiousness, dark circles around the eyes. In fact, you would not even believe how many people I meet. And by asking them a couple of questions, especially when they have dark circles around their eyes, I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure you have a parasite. Need for extra sleep. Uh, you're waking uh, unrefreshed and just six hours is just not enough for you. You could go for eight or 10. And even when you get that far, you could definitely go for more. Allergies or food sensitivities randomly showing up. Fevers of unknown origin. This one's less common. Uh, night sweats that aren't menopausal. If you kiss pets or allow pets to lick your face, please stop yesterday. Increase of symptoms around the full moon. Anemia, if you've been told that you have low iron or hemoglobin on a blood test. Uh, this is so what happens here is that the parasites actually feed off the iron and ferritin is parasite food. So if you have low ferritin, that's a really good sign that there could be a parasitic imbalance. Iron deficiency, vitamin B6 deficiency, zinc deficiency or white spots on the nails. Uh, frequent colds, flus, sore throats, traveling in developed nations. That's one of those risk items. Eating pork products is also a risk item, as is eating sushi or raw fish. Now, some people will say that sushi won't have parasites because you eat ginger with it. That's not entirely true. Same with the, what's the green stuff? Miso, uh, not miso. Wasabi, yes, the wasabi paste. It's more antibacterial in nature. So sleeping with pets on the bed also puts you at risk. Bed wetting is a common symptom. Frequent vomiting, loss of appetite, uh, hungry all the time, like a bottomless pit. Hungry after meals, even though you just ate. Strong sugar or processed food cravings. Generally, that's tied in with candida and such like this. Uh, breathing problems, asthma, pain in your belly button area, blurred or uncleared vision, eye float. Big one, huge one with the eye floaters. Lethargy, apathy, like disinterest in things. Uh, menstrual problems. Now, now this is really wide. Oftentimes it can be a stretching out of cycles, too short cycles, uh, PMS, it, basically everything to do with uh, the menstrual cycle. And dry lips. This can also be a, symptoms, a symptom rather as you're detoxing parasites. Q. 
keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day, or feeling off after a sweaty workout, these are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter Element, the most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element sample pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element that includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5, no questions asked. And that kind of brings up the next point before we get through the rest of the list. As you're detoxifying parasites, sometimes these things can get worse before they get better. Um, drooling while asleep or having naps, occult blood in your stool if you've done something like a GI map and occult blood has come back. Uh, if you swim in creeks, rivers, lakes, any body of water. If you have a history of giardia, pinworms, or other parasites, that can be a risk factor. If you work in childcare, it can be a risk factor. And if you have a history or currently have cancer. Also, I was reading a really interesting study the other day. I'll see if I can find it and put it in the uh, show notes um, just on neurological conditions, MS, and parasitic infections. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes, that study there. Okay, so let's kind of just talk about if you were like, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me, that's me. I would say that if you kind of have, I don't know, maybe 15 of those symptoms at frequent, often, or occurring regularly situation, it's a pretty good indication that there could be a parasitic infection. And then we move forward with, well, do you want to test for it? The issue with testing, now we can see this on blood work with a couple of markers. If you probably have to work with a functional uh, practitioner on that piece, same with you can sometimes catch them on the GI map uh, by diagnostic solutions. But let's just say you do both of those things and you have symptoms for parasites, uh, but your GI map and because they're really at the root cause of many of the other issues that come up later on. Why? Because yeah, they're a reservoir, okay, for heavy metals, mycotoxins, okay, they like to hold on to all of these things. And so it's important to understand that without properly addressing parasites, a lot of the times your other infections will consistently come back because they will be a reservoir or holding tank for heavy metals, mycotoxins, mold spores can live inside parasites. Oh, also Borrelia, like Lyme, uh, can hide in parasites. Okay, so it's really important to understand that parasitic imbalances really are where it all starts. 
Now, a couple of weeks ago, it was episode 358. We chatted with Edward Hodge about um, sweating and how it's an important drainage pathway. Before getting started with drainage, or rather, before getting started with parasite work, it's really important to work on drainage. So what I mean by that is if your bowels are not moving, don't expect to properly kill and eradicate a parasite and have it never come back because your bowels are how those parasites generally exit the body. Okay. So you really, 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 really need to make sure that your bowels are on point, that they're moving and grooving, uh, because again, that's how you're going to get it out of the body. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. So let's take a moment to just chat about my experience with parasites, okay? Because I really didn't think this was a big deal. It was not on my radar. The reason why I labeled this episode the way that I did is because for the last 14 years, having studied nutrition, received multiple certificates and things in the realm of nutrition, parasites never came up. Like it just never came up. It was this rogue thing that nobody had. It wasn't a big deal. We just didn't learn about it. And when I was dealing with some pretty epic symptoms, like just it wasn't working. You know, I had gone keto in 2014 to fix hormone weight gain because I had been put on a hormone therapy. You know, in retrospect now, I know it's because I was living in a house with mold. I had mold illness and just seeing now. Knowing what I, if I could know then what I know now, I never would have gotten on artificial hormones that made me gain so much weight and it didn't fix the problem, right? I went keto, things got so much better. I got my period back. It was great. I was still dealing with a little bit of PMS, but it was not so bad. But some of the symptoms that I shared with you, like eye floaters, unclear vision, right there at the very end before I found out I had a parasite, I had to keep clearing my eyes. They were always just like not clear. It was always blurry. Um, dealing with like issues with constipation for days, uh, a ton of acne, itchiness at night, the anal itching, which I already shared, TMI. Yeah, just, oh, and another one, the sleep issue. Like I could sleep for 12 hours and not feel refreshed. And so I just thought it's because I wasn't working out hard enough or I needed to adjust my macros. And at some point, like my diet is perfect. There's really, <laughs> there's really nothing I could change. Like, and it kind of got to that point where it's like, I know my diet is so dialed in. It's so incredibly great. There's nothing I could possibly change. There comes a point where we need to realize it's no longer your diet. Like it's fine. Stop tweaking. It's good. If you're still having issues, it's not the diet. And thankfully, because I think it really needed to be a test in order for me to realize that it was a parasite, I randomly had a GI map pulled. Uh, my practitioner at the time had suggested I get a GI map um, because of my constipation, and it came back with E. histolytica, um, which is a pathogenic parasite. Ugh really challenging to kill if you don't understand root cause work and you're not doing things properly, which at the time I wasn't. Like, for example, 
at the time the practitioner had suggested because my ferritin was low that I take iron while also killing parasites. Well, again, iron is parasite food. Ferritin is low due to parasites. It's not that you actually need iron, but that the parasites are actually eating it. Feeding yourself iron is literally feeding the parasites iron, okay? So I was taking iron and then trying to kill parasites and also understanding that uh, when parasites are out in the body, specifically with entamoeba histolytica, e-histolytica, which is the one that I had, you're going to deal with symptoms, okay? And they might not be, I had crazy diarrhea, you know, forever. I think that's the huge misconception. And as I start sharing parasites more and more on social media, many of you have said, there's no way I have a, a parasite, I don't have diarrhea. That's just not, as you can tell from all the symptoms I just shared with you, one of them was about bowel allergies. Okay, there's so, so, so many more that have nothing to do with diarrhea. Now, this specific parasite that I picked up, I know the exact time that I got it. I ate an apple in Dominican in 2012. Okay, do the math on that. It was literally in my body for nine years. That's absolutely disgusting. And this specific parasite infects the intestines. It's more common in tropical regions. It creates loose stools, my mild abdominal cramping, a frequent watery or and or bloody stools with severe abdominal cramping. It may occur flatulence, appetite loss, and fatigue. There was like a one-day period where I just didn't feel very good. And I, you know, I thought it was food poisoning, so... I just got better. And when I got back, I was fine. Well, no, that parasite was living in my body for um, 10 years, just just hanging out, you know, and causing all these symptoms. And so I'm not sharing this to concern you. I just I still completely stand behind a ketogenic diet. I love it. I know that it has helped, you know, the work that I've done, I know has helped many, many people. And I'm so, so incredibly thankful for that. I just know that if you are consistently changing your diet, like just stop, like stop tweaking it. No amount of tweaking is going to fix if you have root cause issues. And many, like a hundred percent of the clients that I work with, have either parasites, heavy metals, mold toxicity, viral loads, Lyme and co-infections. Okay. Like these, these are the root causes of many of the things happening in our world today. And unfortunately, something as common as parasites just doesn't have the proper backing, unfortunately, of the allopathic space. And I'm seeing a huge issue with this. In fact, with most of my clients, we go through a quick parasitic protocol just to make sure everything's good before we get into deeper work. And in the case of myself, when I was working with that practitioner, taking iron at the same time as trying to kill the parasites, that was a mistake. Also assuming that a parasite that had been in the body for 10 years was going to go away after one year, one month of herbs. No, just like, no, that's not going to happen. Ultimately, I thought that the parasite was dead. I stopped working with the practitioner because all was well. And in a couple of months, it just came back with vengeance. It wasn't until I said, you know what? I'm just going to learn this myself. And I went back to school and studied under four different uh, doctors and practitioners in the space, learning about parasites, heavy metals, mold, toxicity, uh, Lyme and co-infections and all these things to really unpack like what was going on with my body. The only reason why the parasite was allowed in my body was because I had mold toxicity. Now, in around 2009, Kevin, my husband and I lived in a condo that had severe water damage. Um, we were on the top floor of a four four level condo thing. None of that penthouse life, but 
uh, the fourth floor and the roof leaked every winter. We had about three leaks and the condo board simply took out the drywall and replaced it. So all the studs had water damage, the roof had water damage, and it was around that time that I started dealing with my health issues, but I just thought it was because I had had an eating disorder and I just needed to get better with food. And this took me down, like, I kid you not, this took me down a 12-year rigmarole of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And at the end of the day, it was originally mold, which then allowed parasites, okay? And so by clearing out the parasites, now it did take me time. It took me four months to clear parasites from my body. And some clients, I'm just trying to think, one of my clients, it took her about six months to properly get through a parasitic protocol. Now, at, at some point, you need to realize that the parasites are only being allowed to stay there due to other co-infections, specifically uh, biological toxins like mold and, and Lyme. So it's a good... This is why it's so important to work with a practitioner because you can spend you can spend years trying to kill parasites and they'll just come back. So it takes um, a trained eye to understand when it's time to move on. And for me, that time was about four months. And I knew that, you know, uh, based in my blood work, looked to still have a parasitic pattern, but the symptoms had gone down enough that I started treating myself for mold. Okay, so I only share my story because I think it can be helpful, you know. Kevin always uh, points out that Healthful Pursuit has always been inspired by the challenges that I have. And in so many ways, I feel blessed in that area that um, I continue to experience different things and get sparked to learn about them so that I can educate you. And so there are far more um, things than just E. histolytica. Some parasites are pathogenic and some are not. And that will depend on whether or not, just for your personal experience, whether or not you want to include your doctor in this. Now, unfortunately, when I went to my doctor and said, I have e-histolytica, they said, "Um, did you travel in the last week? And I said, no, this was from 2012. And they said, there's no way that that can happen. So um, I had to go to an alternative uh, doctor just to get their their look-see at it. Um, They did recommend uh, that medicine that everyone says is for worms um, that Shmomid is being used for. I'm not going to say the word on the podcast because then I'll probably get demoted or whatever it's called. (laughs) I can't handle any more of that. And so I I did look into the research on that. I have gotten that question quite considerably. If I do have a client that has worms, sometimes I'll recommend this. This is all the literature kind of points to with mimermectin, okay? Um, The thing that rhymes with mimermectin. So whenever you aim to eliminate parasites, you're going to do two things, kill the parasites and release heavy metals. And this is a really, really important uh, point. Um, because what can oftentimes happen on a parasitic protocol, if it's not a balanced protocol, is you'll start to get heavy metal symptoms and you're like, what is going on here? Um, hair loss is a really big one, um, generally because your drainage pathways aren't open. Anxiety, mood swings, anger for no apparent reason, excessive shyness, irritability, dizzy, dizziness rather, uh, balance issues, insomnia, low body temperature, a sound in ears or like a ringing or hearing your heartbeat. Um, those are some symptoms of heavy metal. Eyelid twitching. What else? Chest or heart pain, metallic taste in your mouth. And these will come and go as you're detoxing parasites because they're letting go of the heavy metals as, as you kill them. Super cool, right? 
right? And you might also have some mold symptoms because mold spores can live in the parasites. How cool is that? So some of the symptoms of uh, mold is going to be like achy all over, headaches, memory loss, blurry vision, brain fog, body rashes, sinus infections, um, statish, static shocks. Yeah. Trying to think if there's any, oh, frequent urination. That's a big one. If you're unable to hold your bladder, you're getting up multiple times in the night to pee. Uh, that can be some of the symptoms as you're going through parasites. And that just gives you a good indication of what's next, okay? Um, because if those parasites are holding those bad boys, um, then you should be addressing that also. So you might be wondering, like, how did we get here? Like, and I, and I shared that a little bit in my story. When we lived in that condo in 2009, we were in there for about a year and a half in a pretty moldy place. That's when my hormones took a total dive. Uh, it's when I started dealing with a lot of anxiety. I gained weight around that time. I was also on hormone replacement therapy, not bioidentical. I just went to the endocrinologist and begged them to do something. And they put me on estrogen and progesterone, the fake kind, um, <laughs> the chemically created kind, I should say. And when we moved into our new home, I got this horrible post-nasal drip and I had it forever. Uh, now doing mold, like I'm kind of almost at the end of my mold journey. Thank God. Um, and, um, that, that post-nasal drip has decreased substantially, but I remember going to the doctor and saying like, there's this post-nasal drip. I don't know what's going on. And I was sent for so many tests and they could not figure out what was wrong. So incredibly frustrating. Right. And so you might be wondering like, how, how is it that you can you know, live in mold. And then what happens? How did you get the parasite? That's a really good example. Uh, it was my experience when we lived in mold 2009, then traveled, I got food poisoning and a parasite and entomoeba histolytica. And that was allowed to be in there because there was mold and my immune system was not strong. Another big one that I see a huge pattern of, and this should come as no surprise, is stress. Stress is going to lower our immune and even our stomach acid. You would be so surprised to see how many people have low stomach acid due to stress and due to low zinc. Not so much now. I'm finding so many people are actually like hyper supplementing with zinc to the point it's driving me crazy. Like you do not need a hundred milligrams of zinc in a day. Like chances are it's that's way too much for you. But zinc is used to create hydrochloric acid in your stomach. So when you have low stomach acid, it allows those parasites to just chill out in there because you're not killing them on contact. So I kind of mentioned this in some of the areas as we were going through symptoms, um, undercooked meat is a big one for bringing parasites into things. In fact, when we traveled to the US for the first time, I was asked how I wanted my burger done. And I was like, like a burger? What do you mean? How do I want it done? Like cook it? Because <laughs> in Canada, we don't do that. Like we cook our burgers. And this was so strange to me that Americans like would eat ground beef that's not fully cooked. But I can't, I cannot even. Um, raw fish and sushi, letting your dog lick your face, sleeping with your dog. If you are in daycare, childcare, if your child is, like if you're working in daycare, childcare, or your child is in daycare, childcare, tap water, 
big one, big one. You should not be drinking tap water ever. Um, and traveling, traveling is another huge one if you're traveling outside the country. But I, I really want to hone in on this, especially I've worked with multiple clients that have not traveled out of the US and have a confirmed parasite in a GI map. Okay. Now the GI map will not always catch a parasite. And so like I was saying earlier, if you have all the symptoms and you go for a stool test and you do blood work and you don't see the patterns, but you have the symptoms for it, I would still move forward with a parasitic protocol, especially if you're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. All these things are happening. Nobody's giving me answers. Okay. Like no amount of tweaking those macros further. Like I'm, I know that I'm speaking to women specifically who eat the ketogenic diet are very close to it. You're very conscious about what you put in your body. No amount of adjusting your macros to more grams of carbohydrates is going to be the magic ticket. Like, and I really do believe that. And it's unfortunate. You know, I was telling my husband the other day, like it's really unfortunate that it took me about 12 years to figure out there was more than just eat right, move your body. Okay. <laughs> like there is more and we have to start thinking about our environment and how that impacts our body. Okay. So some examples of parasites that you've maybe heard of is, well, probably Giardia. Giardia is one of the more popular ones, um, also known as beaver fever. And just because you had it once doesn't mean it's not going to come back. A lot of times Giardia especially has a really long life cycle of around three months, meaning from the time that it hatches to the time that it is adult, it's on this rotation of three months. And Giardia especially likes to bury up in the gallbladder and all the ducts in there. And so it knows when you're trying to kill it and it will bury up in there. So it's really important to understand that you got to hit it with more than just wormwood for a week. It's that's not going to do it. Totally unrelated, but super interesting. Dr. Klinghart uh, was telling us, I can't remember when recently that Borrelia, the spirochetes of Borrelia, okay, Lyme, you can put it in a fire and the stuff will not die. It will just protect itself. And then once it's out of the fire, it will just keep living. I mean, the stuff that we're up against is quite, quite strong. And Giardia is one of those ones, super fun to work with people on this one. And if you've had a history of Giardia and you took a supplement for a week, chances are, uh, if you're having some of these symptoms, it's likely Giardia again. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Now, um, if we were to look at some of the best diet choices and herbal remedies as we um, look to support parasites, digestive enzymes and bitters are great. Papaya seeds, pumpkin seed, like I said. <laughs> okay, that was so funny. For years, I was like, I just can't eat pumpkin seeds. They make my butt itch. And then it was like, no, you're literally ki killing parasites every time you eat a pumpkin seed. It's super. Garlic is great. Barberry is good. Uh, golden seal, organ grape, anise, wormwood, uh, mint, uh, black walnuts, curcumin and turmeric, uh, homeopathy too. There are a couple of items uh, like stanum, uh, indigo, asina. Uh, Those are a couple ones that I've used. And then, like I said, it can take it can take a couple of months. Like don't like if you believe that you have a parasite again, 
I can't tell you how many people have said, yeah, I took wormwood for a week and it cleared it up. No, no, no. The symptoms might go away, like the diarrhea and that kind of stuff. But those, they have a life cycle, okay, from the cyst to the larva to the adult. It takes like with Giardia, I mean, it's over three months. So keep that in mind. I'm, I hope I'm not grossing you out, but <laughs> it's really important. As are biofilms, and we talked about this in episode 356. So if you haven't already listened to that, I encourage you to go back to episode 356, Understanding Your Blood Work Part 1, to learn more about biofilms. But being on a proper biofilm buster is super important. In these crazy times we're in, stress and anxiety are at an all-time high. You know, I wonder if everyone in every generation has said that. While there are many great natural supplements to support anxiety and stress, the one that's helped me the most is CBD oil. CBD has tons of other benefits as well, such as sleep support, clearing acne, reducing inflammation, and so much more. By now, everyone's heard of CBD oil. While some people swear by it, other people have not seen the results that they were hoping for. And this bums me out big time. That's where Eaton Hemp comes in. Their unfiltered USDA certified organic full spectrum CBD oil is minimally processed and infused in their own hemp seed oil, giving you the full entourage effect, maximum absorption, potency, effectiveness, which means results. Whether you place the tincture under your tongue or use the salve on sore muscles, that's my personal favorite, CBD can and should work for you. And if it's not, you're not using the right product. Not only does Eaton provide one of the cleanest CBD products on the market today, but they pride themselves on transparency. Eaton Hemp is farmer owned and strongly believes in whole plant nutrition. That's why they leave the CBD unfiltered so all the elements of the hemp plant can work in unison. Eaton Hemp is so confident in the results that their CBD will give you that they offer a full 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't satisfied with their product, they're going to refund you with no questions asked. As a special podcast only offer, you can save 25% on all Eaton Hemp products and still get your full money back guarantee. Head on over to eatonhemp.com slash keto diet. Use a code keto diet at checkout. Again, that's eatonhemp.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet for 25% off. So that's kind of what I wanted to share about parasites. I'm also going to, like I said, include that little freebie um, over at healthfulpursuit.com slash parasites with how to detoxify from parasites um, and how to get started on that. But I would encourage you like if you're just curious and you have a couple symptoms and you want to see like 100%, check it out, go through that. Um, but if if you're like, yes, yes, yes to every symptoms, perhaps you have a confirmed GI map or you have blood work and you're like, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I do. I would really encourage you to work with somebody on it. Somebody who actually knows what they're doing. I think the unfortunate thing in the health space, there's a lot of people who say a lot of things and I unfortunately have experienced it firsthand of going to a practitioner. I don't know. I know I've shared this story many times, but I'll share it again. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but I was working with a doctor in Calgary, Alberta, where I'm from. And 
I think, I can't remember exactly what they did. They were like a naturopathic medical doctor and did osteopathic stuff and homeopathic stuff and well, well, um, referred and things like that. And I had been spending hundreds of dollars a month on all the supplements and all the things. And I started to wonder like, this all just seems kind of random and there's no like reason why he's putting me on these things. He's just like, yeah, yeah. People with this have been shown to need vitamin C. So take vitamin C, but there was no like actual need for it. And that's what I love about functional blood chemistry is I can actually see like, do you have a fun, do you have an actual need for vitamin C? But I remember sitting, I was probably nine months into his protocols and things. I remember sitting outside his office and I overheard him speaking with the client. I was trying not to eavesdrop, but he spoke really loudly. And so I heard it as did almost everyone in the office. And then I went into his office and he literally said the exact same thing to me and gave me the exact same protocol. Like, no. So when you get the healthfulpursuit.com slash parasites document, understand that there's this balance that I've always tried to balance as a practitioner, understanding that the best way to address things personally is to work one-on-one -on -one with somebody because each body is so different. And I can tell you having more than a hundred clients running consistently and having worked with over 4,000 clients over the last 12 years, every single person is different. And there's not one parasitic protocol over the last year and a half that I've been doing this that matches the other. So my intention with the document is to get you started, but it is by no means the best way to move forward. And I only say that because I just don't want you expecting too much from things. And this goes for everything you pick off off the internet. There's no way that any practitioner will be able to give you perfect advice for you, having not met with you, seen your history, looked at your blood work, all that kind of stuff. It's just impossible. So there's really this responsibility that you have in soaking up the information that you're receiving from all these different places and then figuring out, is this right for me? Is this what's going on? But I tried my hardest with the parasite document to kind of give you an intro as to what to look for and some places you may want to check out. Um, but if you are really struggling, especially with that life cycle thing and bringing in proper support for drainage and just overall lifestyle and diet support, you're probably going to need to work with somebody. And if that somebody's me, that's great. If that's somebody, somebody else, cool. I would just encourage you to make sure that they truly understand parasitic imbalances because I was working with a practitioner who said that they knew, but they clearly didn't know. Okay. So yeah, just educate yourself, understand what you're looking for. And then working with somebody can be advantageous if you just don't have the time or energy to look into every single bit yourself. So that's parasites. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> um, I hope you got something out of this. And again, um, that freebie link is healthfulpursuit.com slash parasites. I look forward to sending that your way and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Okay. We'll see you back here next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.